0: Welcome to SBCA's Building Community Connections podcast, where we highlight stories of women who are actively engaged throughout the construction industry and emphasize how more women can get involved. Here's your host, Jess Lose. Hello and welcome to Building Community Connections podcast. Today's guest is Rachel Hoops. Rachel Hoops is the current sales manager of components and B2B divisions at LMC. She spent the last six plus years of her career at LMC. Lumberman's Merchandising Corp, or LMC, is a leading building material and buying cooperative. During her tenure at LMC, she started as a lumber trader before moving to the challenge of launching the components and B2B divisions. Prior to LMC, Rachel spent the beginning of her career as a supply chain distribution project manager for fashion retail giant Burlington Stores. As a graduate of Penn State University with degrees in both supply chain and information systems from the Smeal College of Business, as well as wood products marketing from Penn State's Forestry School, Rachel has this unique opportunity to utilize both of her undergraduate programs in her daily work. In addition to her undergraduate degree, Rachel graduated from Westchester University in 2022 with a master's in business administration. Outside of her daily responsibilities, Rachel is active within her own organization and industry. Rachel served as the chair for her company's charity group, LMC Cares, from 2020 to 2022, In the last two years, Rachel has worked alongside several LMC staff members who founded the specialty group LMC Together. LMC's Together's mission is to foster an inclusive and empowering environment for all women within the LMC Buying Cooperative. In addition to her roles at her organization, Rachel serves as a board member for SPCA and is an active member of SPCA's marketing committee and SPCA's recently rebranded Launchpad. Rachel has been recognized for her ambition and dedication to the industry by receiving the Rising Star Award in 2021 by HBS Dealers, top women in hardware and building supply industry. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel.
1: Thanks, Jess. It's exciting to be here.
0: Yeah. All right. So how I like to start things off is just asking, how would you describe what it is that you do outside of the bio that we just went through to a complete stranger sitting on an airplane next to you? Like you're striking up a conversation. How do you answer that question?
1: Sure. I have a lot of practice with this. I still think some of my family members might struggle to explain exactly what I do. Um, But So as you uh, mentioned, I work for LMC, which is one of the larger building material buying cooperatives in the building material industry. So I generally start with saying, well, I'm in the building material industry. But generally how I explain what I do at LMC and why what we do is important is that I support family or employee-owned businesses across the United States in order to help compete amongst your larger big box retailers. Then I get to dive into the nerdy things like how I sell trusses and wall panels. And that's usually when I might start to lose audience, but ultimately I describe the cooperative first and then how what I sell within our own cooperative.
0: So do you feel that is part of the larger construction industry or do you very much like lumber and building materials is its own subset of that?
1: I'd say we're probably like lumber building materials. I say it's a subset, it's all molded together. It depends on which term you use. There's always a lot of different ways to describe everything. But for me, I usually use the greater building material industry, whether you're in structural building components, whether you're more on the true construction side, or whether you're a lumber yard selling to your your local customer or a track builder or GC. I call us all the greater building material industry. It's fairly all-encompassing.
0: All right. Well, taking a step back, you're you're very much in the lumber world now, but you first started in fashion. Tell us a little bit about that world and how you ended up working in fashion out of school. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You talk about a 180. So I, a little bit of naivety in college, but I had, as I meant, you mentioned, I was in uh, supply chain and forestry and my undergraduate degrees, but I thought that fashion sounded a bit more fun. And so I had in opportunities to intern in both industries, one actually with my current employer and then one with two other fashion retailers. I thought it would be fun to work in the fashion world and went down that rabbit hole for quite some years as my internship and then out of college. It was a great industry. It's very fast-paced. I love the distribution side of things, being behind the scenes in in manufacturing and distribution. But as lo- as crazy as it might sound, fashion is one of the more cutthroat industries out there. And I just sort of fell out of love with the idea of the kind of daily grind and um not immune to working hard, but I wanted to collaborate and work well amongst everybody rather than feeling like it was a a slightly difficult environment on a daily basis. So I decided to go back to my roots, as I say, and look to utilize both degrees. And that's when I reconnected with LMC since they had spoken to me when I was an undergrad and years later came back seeing there was an opportunity. And
0: thankfully there was. So describe that jump from fashion back to, to LMC or to kind of those rates that you talked about?
1: So what I did at uh, Burlington was very behind the scenes anyway. Uh, it was also a very male-dominated world. So a lot of things translated pretty easily in that sense. I wasn't too taken aback by being one of the only females in the room. Um, I was already sort of used to that, um, being on a distribution site, uh, particularly on the supply chain side of the fence. Um, both are really fast-paced. What I really liked about LMC was there was a much more of a uh, customer customer drive to what we do and having that ability to work and uh, collaborate with a lot more people. Whereas uh, my job uh, previously, I, I was a bit more behind the scenes and really only worked internally and just didn't get to collaborate with nearly as many folks as I have the opportunity to do this day.
0: So maybe take me through the landscape at LMC when you first started. How many people are in your department? How many were around your age? How many were women? What, what did that look like?
1: So I started on the lumber trading floor, and my team was probably a department of, I'd say, seven or eight traders. We did actually have other females on the trading floor. We were, LMC's definitely a bit more progressive, I'd say, than other building material groups I've seen. And they've done a lot of effort, like many in the past couple of years, to really bring to light and trying to hire all staff and putting a focus on hiring younger and females by just sort of diversifying this entire industry. So as a whole, there's probably about 40 traders and though females make up a smaller percentage of it, um, we're continuing to rise. And we just had a female trader this past summer as our intern. So we're continuing to, to see more like uh, similar faces around the room.
0: How did it feel in that tenure as a trader joining that group and then through that that process?
1: The staff here made me feel at home right away. There's lots of joking and kidding around and, and throwing fake punches at each other. And I was thrown right into the mix of that. So I guess that's the nicest way of saying you're one of us. So I, I certainly appreciated that. There's certainly some hesitancy and experience and and tenure maybe in our industry. And though I haven't been around as long as others, there was a lot of people that were willing to teach and give me that background in education as long as I was willing to learn. And listen. And I I think that's the most important thing and something that a lot of companies like need to continue to look to do, whether it's male, female, young old the industry, just trying to be able to help one another and and educate and form more of a team unity no matter what their background was initially, if they want to be here welcoming with open arms.
0: I've had an opportunity to meet some of your coworkers and they all speak very highly of you. And one of the things that's consistent is it it sounds like you have a reputation of getting things done. Maybe talk about some of your recent accomplishments within LMC.
1: Well, thank you. Yes, I'd say that that's probably a very eloquent way of putting it. But yes, I love to get things done. So I was given an opportunity to try to develop a new kind of purchasing division within LMC. And that's what I now manage today. It exploded in popularity, took a lot of time and effort and a lot of support from many different people across the building. But we now have a a full-fledged components division that sells, obviously, trusses and wall panels heavily throughout the United States. And so we do a lot of active engagement with Lumber Yards to best understand how to work with trust manufacturers, how to sell these products, and just the benefits of them and and continuing very similar to what SPCA does on a grander scale, but within our own cooperative, hence how we align so well on our our day-to-day goals.
0: So your ability to push things forward when those challenges, how do you, what do you attribute that to? What is it about you that allows you to do those things?
1: been said that initiative is the, one of my strongest attributes, and, and I'd say that's probably true. I will take the initiative to try to get something done. I, I take a lot of ownership, but in some ways, too, you could say maybe one of my weaknesses is that if there's some of a failure, I take it personally, but that's just because I have that initiative and desire to try to create and make things better. But ultimately, I'm, I like to say I'm a champion of change, but I still put customer service above everything else. And that's what makes a success in our own organization. So inherently, I have a lot of initiative and drive and that enables the ability to get things done. But I've tried to mold myself to having, utilizing customer service and some of those kind of things that you can teach yourself along the way to make that che- that getting things done a bit more successfully.
0: So that initiative and kind of that outgoingness, do you think that's something that is just inherent with you? Or do you think it was a skill that you developed? And just trying to relate that to somebody that might be listening and they're maybe a little bit more reserved. How what what was that process like for you? And how would you describe it?
1: Yeah. So I've been called an extrovert more times than one. And and though it might be a bare description now, it, it's not actually how I always was. A lot of the people that know me now in life were really surprised to hear how quiet I was and reserved all the way through my high school years. So to people that may not, might think that it's only for extroverts or you have to have that personality to join an industry that looks a little bit different, I'd say that that's certainly not the case. I've always looked for people in the room that are warm and receptive and willing to take you in and introduce you. And I've over time learned to develop relationships and I guess one piece of advice I'd always say too is when I say this often to friends and family who are a little bit more introverted by nature, I remind them that extroverts too are can be very uncomfortable in situations. So you're not the only person in the room that feels that way, but just being there and, and trying to be warm to other people will go a long way, especially with a lot of the folks I've met along the way. A lot of people at SBCA were so receptive to me coming into the room and were so welcoming that. As soon as you recognize that there's other people that, that want to hear from you and want to talk to you, um, hopefully takes away that that fear of coming back and continuing the conversation.
0: You touched on it about the people that have helped you along the way. Maybe talk about your network either at LMC or earlier in your career and kind of the helping hand that they gave you.
1: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So I constantly say to folks that I would not be where I am today if I didn't have a couple of individuals that really believed in me and really pushed me to be where I am. And they're listening. They probably know who they are, but I've had a lot of support. And I think for someone coming into this industry, my my number one advice is find somebody, whether they're an ally or a mentor or just someone to collaborate with, somebody that fits any one of those categories and utilize them to become better. You can help one another grow and someone to help you build some confidence in yourself and for me, it was more that they allowed me to take that initiative and run with it. And they recognized my strengths and helped me with my weaknesses and pulled me back when it was necessary. But I, I certainly wouldn't be with where I am without them. And uh, I think that there's a lot of people all around this industry that would walk very heavily to help somebody if they extended the olive branch looking for it.
0: You use that term ally, and we've we've discussed this in previous conversations, maybe describe what that means to you and how people can help one another in a professional context with that term.
1: Sure. So to me, an an ally is really just somebody that helps you, somebody that supports you and looks to push you further in your career or your development, whatever your goal you're seeking at that time, somebody that's going to you work alongside of you and just help encourage you. Generally, an ally, someone I always that there's no envy involved. It's a simple, just desire to see one o- one another succeed in whatever that mission is for each respective individual.
0: Yeah, when I hear it, I think back to like World War II or something with the Allies. But it, it's very much that helping that, just that teamwork type of aspect and. It's one of those that I like the term, and I think it's something we can utilize a little bit more. And people can think of how can they become an ally to anybody, but specifically those that might be new or those that they want to introduce to the the industry. Um, any more thoughts to add to that on how a person could be a, a good ally to a young person or to a woman or to somebody that might not feel as though they're properly represented in the industry?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And, and you're right, Jess, it is an older term. Maybe I'm just single-handedly trying to bring it back. But I think for someone looking, at, I, I try to do it in my own uh, way. I think often the term people use is like a mentor. But I, I think traditionally, in our sense, mentor has always been that there's something to be learned from somebody when they're a mentor, where for me, I view an ally as just somebody to help encourage someone along on their journey and to support them in whatever that they're looking to do. So very, very similarly related. For those that have been around a while in the industry, I, I think that we need to look around the room to see like, is when it, whether it's the hiring or somebody that's already in your building, how long have they been here? Do they look like they have a support system? Um, to me, I want to dr- pull people into this industry, let them see what you and I and many others have seen is so special about it the worst thing to me is someone leaves in a year and they don't even understand what makes this industry special. So I, I would say for trying to look around the room, if there's someone that hasn't been here quite as long as others, just extending a conversation over a cup of coffee or why asking them why they even came here. You, people come here for the strangest of reasons, but understanding, just giving them an understanding of what is special about it, I, I think can go a long way to starting to build a relationship and I think people will stick around more for the relationships than anything else. And, and that's that's what's so special about the components industry and the greater building material industry.
0: If you were to look ahead five, maybe 10 years, what would you like to see improved or different about the industry and maybe some of the hiring or just the people involved or just kind of what what would be your vision for that far out?
1: So I, my tenure is obviously a bit shorter than others. And... Uh, I Even just the last years I've been here, I've noticed that there's definitely an advocacy and people are doing a little bit of inner perspective on just making a, a more diverse workforce, whether that be the experiences people come from, um, their education background, their age, their gender, all those different pieces to just make the room look a little bit more diverse. So there's a lot more eyes on that concept. And I, I think that's a really good thing. I think just bringing it to light is, is a really good start. And and things like this podcast, just talking. And for me, as you mentioned, I started the group together with several other females at LMC. If I can just get a couple, if a couple of women are piqued interest on whether it's a lumber yard or a component shop or a construction job site, they give it a second thought or they look to apply or they just research more about the opportunities available to them. And And don't just have this stigmatism that it's a male world and that I want to touch it, then I've succeeded. So I guess to answer your question in the next five to 10 years, I hope that there's a less of a stigma around this industry of the stereotypical person that comes and joins it. And people join it because they want to learn or they find it fascinating or interesting or they hear that the best relationships are here, whatever be the draw. I hope that it just more people in general want to be a part of this. and. They see it like people view tech the tech world or the pharmaceutical world that we're seeing in a similar positive light for the workforce
0: what What could men and women both do to to try to encourage more women into this industry and what what are some of those barriers, and what can we do to be more proactive about it?
1: so I mean the barriers are obviously that traditional stereotype and or the fear of being the only woman walking into a room i I know the the last episode, Cheryl. Very eloquently stated it in several different ways, but I'm sure she'd agree with me. You walk into an SBCA quarterly meeting, a ton of females in the room. We're starting to change that. It's looking better and better, but it's one of those things where there's that inherent fear of walking in. So, how do we change that? How do we get over that hurdle? Is I think doing things like this, getting the word out, and I think women need to, even if it's outside of our comfort level, need to speak up a little bit more, saying, "Hey, this is a great industry." You should look to be a part of it. i um, sharing our stories. Someone I had met through the Together organization talked about how she, though her position is very high of an organization, she is the one feet on the ground at recruitment events because she believes, and I tend to agree with her theory, that the barrier will come down if she's there and she's trying to bring women in. She thinks she has to come from it. So I do think men and women alike have to be speaking to it. But I think if us females can share our experiences and get the word out there, that will really help hopefully break down some barriers. So things like this podcast, I I certainly appreciate. I'm flattered to be on it that we can try to hopefully help people understand how great it is and how warm and receptive and that we want to have all of the great candidates come in the door, but especially want women to be to recognize that they can be here too.
0: Well, before we wrap up, any advice that you'd have for anyone looking to join the industry or maybe specifically women or just, you know, advice in general?
1: Yeah, I would say, honestly, first and foremost, come, come take a look. Come join, come do some research, see what is available out there. There's so many opportunities to be had. It's such a, a broad industry. Was we first started with in in the podcast, there's so many ways to describe it in so many different facets. And from my experience, all of them are really wonderful. So definitely take a look. And those who are willing to dip their toe in the water and, and come join us or come into a job, find people that, and they're they're out there, find the people that are going to support you and help you and show you around. And whether it's simply just introduce you to different people or give you education. I joined the component industry relatively recent past, and I would nowhere and have the experience or the knowledge that I do if I didn't get it from all of the wonderful people I've met through SBCA's heavily and then of course through other component manufacturers within my own cooperative so reach out and use the people around you it typically when you are interested in, and want to be engaged you'll find that most people are more than happy to share their experiences and their knowledge and and pass that along so there's a there's a try to be a sponge there's a lot to soak up but yeah it's an exciting it's an exciting world
0: Well, thank you, Rachel. This has been great. I appreciate taking some time out of your busy day to to share this information with us and we look forward to another episode of the Building Community Connections podcast.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jess. It's my pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to SBCA's Building Community Connections podcast as we work to build a more inclusive construction industry by highlighting stories of people who are actively engaged throughout the built environment. Our goal is to draw awareness to their experiences, how they found themselves involved with construction, on how others can follow in their footsteps. If you have a story you think we should share, please reach out to podcast at sbcacomponents.com. This has been a Building Community Connections podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there is a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, please send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.